Hello. Welcome to Brave Knitting. This is episode 16, Joining and Weaving. Oh my. Uh, This episode will be released on May 15th, 2020. And this is Linda, and I'm here with Anne today. Hello. And what are we being brave about? Well, as you said, we are being brave about joining yarn and weaving in ends. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, you said to me, Anne, what do you want to do this next episode about? And I was just thinking, you know, on that temperature blanket that I do, I'm constantly joining a new ball, a new color, almost every row, you know, or every other row, every third row, because it's based on the temperature of the day. And so therefore, I'm weaving in, you know, lots of ends. And I don't know. I just, you know, you start to think, am I am I really doing, you know, all I can do? Is this really the best way to join? Is this the best way to weave in ends? So I thought, you know, let's let's look into that a little bit. Right. I think it's interesting yeah. because I think that's it's one of those things that however people first learn how to do this, right. That's what they stick with forever. And a lot of people <laughs> are just totally oblivious to the fact that there are actually many different methods of of joining and in weaving in surprisingly exactly i i didn't realize until i started kind of looking into it so it's kind of it's been more interesting than i thought that it would be well what is your what is your favorite join linda well one that that you're going to talk about later but my favorite right now is spit splicing Oh, I've heard about that, but I have not done it. Do tell. And to me, it it's just the best. Now, the, the trick with the spit splicing is actually two things. Number one, you have to have a real uh, animal fiber. Okay. Wool, for sure, but non-superwash. Okay. Because you have to have something that is going to sort of basically stick to itself. Some teeth some teeth and a lot of people call this wet splicing but I have heard that that the reason that saliva actually is better is because of the enzymes that are in your saliva so for people that don't know what you do is you spit (laughs) (laughs) maybe not COVID-19 pandemic friendly but you know if it's just for you (laughs) yeah and uh, you spit on both ends of the the yarn and then basically just kind of overlap them and then kind of rub them together with your hands really, really fast. Okay. Um, now what I do with like a two or three or four ply yarn is I might cut off, like let's say if it's a four ply, I might cut off two plies from each end and then kind of overlap those and even kind of overlap both of those a little bit into beyond where they're cut. Um, but so that makes it so that that splice, where where it's spliced together, is a little less thick. Okay. Okay. But even, you know, like say with some friction, and if you keep wetting it, um, and you keep sort of, you know, rubbing it together, you can thin out that that thickness where they are spliced together. Wow. I really find that to be the the best method for me right now. And, And it's one of the many reasons that I'm trying to concentrate on using only natural fibers and and not using superwash anymore if I can avoid it. Because it would really be invisible 
it's the most kind of natural and invisible way of doing it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I Right now on my temperature blanket, I'm using an acrylic. So unfortunately, that's not going to work. Yeah, on that, that would definitely but, not work. Yeah. What else do you use? Uh, I use, for a while, I was using a Russian join, which I, use, which I, which I learned at DFW Fiberfest a couple years ago. I took a mm-hmm. class about Russian, what was it? It was about, it was about something else. But in the class, she told us about Russian joint because she was actually Russian. <laughs> I can't was remember it a mattress, the mattress, like a mattress stitch or some kind of like Russian mattress stitch or. I, it was I, it was it was it. a Russian grafting, but it oh, wasn't it wasn't it. it wasn't mattress. It was a it was a kind of grafting, but okay. in the class she had a lot of extra time and so she showed us the Russian joint. And so the Russian joint, you take two your your two yarns and you basically kind of loop them around each other. Okay, so then. They're, they both do a, a 180, so to speak. And then you thread on a needle the one yarn and you stick the needle into that same yarn okay. to kind of form a loop. Okay. Okay. And then, and you, you, it's like you, you know, sort of stick it into the tube of the, of oh. the yarn itself. And, I see what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And kind of, and then so essentially you're pulling that yarn into itself and it makes a loop. And then you do the same thing onto the other side and then they're, they're looped together. Okay. Okay. And, right. and I use that. I, I find that it, it kind of depends on the yarn, how, how well that works. Um, just sometimes it's just very difficult to get in, you know, particularly right. with, like I don't, I've never tried it on a lace weight, and oh on, my word, yeah, that would on be on fingering hard. it can be done, but it's it's a little trickier. And yeah. and then the other little trick I you I learned uh, just a year ago from an Andrea Maori class that I took uh, at Hill Country Weavers Retreat that Andrea was teaching the class, and she showed us what she did is that she, and and this may be what you're doing too. One of the things that you called um, knit it knit the tails together but mm-hmm. when you add on the new yarn so you've, you've got a new stitch and the new yarn and that so that first stitch you just have like the you know the yarn you're wrapping around with the new yarn and you make the stitch but the next stitch you take not only the the yarn but the tail and you okay. wrap them both around your needle oh okay and then you do that for three or four stitches three four five and so that tail becomes now, what you have to be careful about is on the next row, that stitch is going to be two yarns, right? Exactly. Two strands. Right. So is that's that the, the tricky Elizabeth part. Zimmerman method. Is that I have what not, she does? I don't know because I didn't look up the Elizabeth okay. Zimmerman, but I I learned okay. it from Andrew Andre Mowry, so I call okay. it the Andrea Mowry method. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I have yes. not. When I was looking the other day, I and I went to Andrea Mowry's uh, YouTube site and there's no video of her doing it so it, it indeed may be the elizabeth zimmerman i don't really know right i'm sure that you know a lot of people are doing it i think that's kind of what i had been have been doing on my temperature blanket kind of knitting that together and i kind of end up with three threads you know three yarn threads together because i've got the old tail the new tail and the working yarn oh wow so that makes for a really really thick stitch okay you know yeah so i do know that one yep um, what else do you I do? Guess, 
Well, um, if I am joining the same color, um, I do magic knot. Okay. Which, yes, yes. And it does. Ooh, leave, you know, this makes me cringe, right? You don't, yeah, because, yeah, it does leave a little knot. But it, um, up to now, it was the first way I found that made sense to me. And for me to describe it here wouldn't really work, but uh, Very Pink Knits has a great video on it. But basically, you're making two two knots. You you lay the yarn down in a certain way, overlapping. You tie a knot in two different places, tying the two yarns together. Right. And then you pull. Then you pull it together, and um, it makes a knot that is not going to go anywhere. Um, and then you can cut it down. You can cut it down to just the bare nubbins, really, too. You know, you don't have to worry about it coming apart at all. But it does leave a knot. You don't like that, right? Well, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that it has been ingrained in me that, and I guess, you know, I have to go back to Wilma, my first knitting right. teacher 30-some years ago, that that knots were just a big no-no. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. like, just totally unacceptable. And in the master knitting program totally unacceptable unacceptable. and so I found it curious that when I was looking at other methods of joining that there were all these different types of way to make a knot but Mm -hmm. but what I happened to notice on most of the videos that I came across is that they were talking about crochet oh and so I'm wondering if maybe knots are acceptable in crochet and and I so obviously, much. and I just, yeah, I have never seen a knitting book or any real knitting authority that said, yeah, great, put put a knot in it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, put a knot in it. But I understand yeah, I why sometimes, you know, it's just the easiest thing to do. Thing to do. And, yeah. and you make sure that it doesn't come apart. I guess as a, as a new knitter a couple right. years ago, you know, that but, was my, my, my biggest fear. Right, so but I've also heard on. that the reason that we don't do knots is that, Knots can come apart. Really? Yes. So I don't know. I, but, you know. Yeah. I find right. that hard to believe, but I have heard that as an argument that they can come apart. So right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, up to now on the on the temperature blanket, because I'm always, th- you know, adding a new color going back. You know, it, you're, you have a color for all these different temperatures. And so every row or every other every other row, I'm, I'm joining um, a new color. And so I've just been throwing it over. Um, and so when I'm you finding, say throw it over, what do you mean exactly? You know, I'm just acting like instead of instead of just, you know, having the working yarn be what I used the last row, I just throw the new yarn, the new color for the new row over the work, the needle. And right. begin to knit with that. Okay. And it's not secured in any way. It just, right. So I you just a good tail. Start and go. And, yeah. Exactly. And start and to weave in. And, um, you know, I like this. I like this acrylic yarn. I know that I've talked about it before. I really do. It's a, it's a really nice, soft yarn. They've got great colors. It was inexpensive, which is what I wanted. But um, I do find, you know, like last time I talked about, I have a hole. Well, now, you know, I, I know how I can fix the hole. And I'm seeing another hole somewhere else because I think that what is happening is that it's just slowly kind of 
pulling apart. There are just no teeth to this at all. So it's just very silky and smooth. And it's just kind of pulling out from the weave. No matter where I weave it into, I start to see little ends coming out. So I, I was one, you know, I'm thinking maybe that's just not secure enough to just throw that over and not to connect it in some way. So um, a, a joint that I found uh, in researching for this was the slip knot join. Right. That's what you I know, was going to suggest. Yeah. Yeah. And so what that is, is that you make a slip knot with your new color. And on the first uh, stitch, you insert the needle purl wise. Uh, throw that uh, slip knot over and then knit it in and then you're really more attached to what you're doing at that point and I have started kind of a secondary temperature blanket just like a you know um just to see how this goes to see if it looks better and so far I'm I am actually very happy with it and it seems far more secure and I do then still have you know a good tail to weave in um, but I have found ways to deal with that as well because another thing I was thinking as you were saying that because you are changing colors a lot that Mm -hmm. I wonder if you just you know left a a tail and if you you create it kind of like a fringe yeah um, I started out doing that um I thought I thought about doing that um and that is a possibility I then also, you at at one point, not on the podcast, but during lunch, um, you know, talked about doing a border. Oh, border, right. Because it's a very, very, very uh, colorful uh, blanket. And the the border might just kind of, you know, ground together. Yeah. Yeah, And so I think that that's what I'm going to do instead. But definitely, I mean, a fringe uh, could definitely work on that. But um as far as weaving in, I have found I had been using kind of that Elizabeth Zimmerman way is is you know where you just kind of keep knitting with those tails. The, with yeah, the, the two the yarn. two together, right? Yeah, and so that I would have three three yarns in each stitch for the very first you know as far as I as I went, and it does make it makes it look very thick. And so I found again very pink knits. I found a lot with her this time. A great video about working in the ends as you go, and it's kind of a different method. I don't know that I can really uh, describe it here, but what you know, what you you kind of pull off the the two um, tails, the new tail, the old tail, uh, to the left, and then you you insert the the needle to knit pull those forward, then wrap the working yarn, then pull those tails back to the left. Okay. So it's and just like what you would, how you would, um, like when you're doing stranded color work, that oh, you're, you're just catching okay. that. Yeah. You're catching it. Is yeah. that what that is? Yes. Oh my gosh. I've just learned a skill that yeah. I can use if, you know, in the future when I'm being brave and I try that. Awesome. Right. I was wondering about that because it is, it is catching it behind the work and then the next stitch you knit and that kind of catches it up as well just because the way things are laid out and it's um it's very neat it looks very nice and it really is captured right behind there so I've yeah I, I'm yeah that's how that. you would catch a float in, <sighs> in in doing color work yay and it's really funny you know to me it's like such a like kind of like bonehead like yeah why didn't but somebody yeah. just showed this to me recently and I think I was with Pat at the time. It must have been when we were in, in New York. Mm-hmm. And 
and this woman, whoever it was, kind of showed us like what she would do, you know, just basically catching the float the same way you would when, you, when you're doing color work. And Pat and I both looked at each other like, oh, my God, how come we never thought of this in 30 exactly. years of knitting? <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah, it, it didn't, yeah, it's it's a wonderful way to catch right. it. And, and, and in that case, very, very well. If you, you know, you're doing that every time. So you would only have the new tail. You wouldn't have, because you wouldn't have an old tail, Right. Right. Well, no, you, you do have. Oh, an old you'd tail. have an old tail. You do but have you an could, old tail as well. But you could do that, maybe, when you come around again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Well, well, I, I, I guess I, it depends on the the project. Yeah. And, and then what I have been doing beyond that, just simply because this is so darn slippery, I still think that it can slip out of of being captured. Um, she had very pink, pink knits. Also, again, had a very good. A video about weaving in cotton ends, which she said was for weaving in very slippery yarn, which this is. And what she does after weaving in so far is to separate no, oh, wait. the plies. Are you talking about yeah. weaving in or joining? Weaving in. This is, well, she does okay. this after, after weaving it in, like, you know, like I've captured it and I brought it across, but there's always just a little bit left that you would like snip off. Right. But instead of snipping it off, because it seems like no matter where I snip it off, it just seems to want to pull out. Yeah, you, you know? don't you don't want to snip off. You want to right. leave a little bit longer tail so it so it doesn't kind of poke through, particularly right. on a garment. Right, and um, but I, I I she unravels the thread. Right, the, right. The, the yarn, the ply, and then you have the ply. Okay, and so. Um, you kind of separate those plies and then use an embroidery needle and kind of go through a stitch. You know, that's I, 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 oh, okay. That's how I've been doing it. I kind of modified kind of what she did. I didn't do exactly what she did, but then tied the, those two plies of the same yarn together. Ooh, tying. I know, I know. It's a, it's a <laughs> knot, but you know, I just feel like is it going to hold it together? And I'm just trying this. I just. You know, I'm just seeing what it's doing. Okay. And so far, I'm happy with it. It's staying put. And that's a step in the right direction. I'm, be, I'm just being brave, trying something new. Well, I actually saw... Um, where is it here? Something called the needle join. That, needle join. That I think... And I, I have a video for it that will... It was Bjorn from Moschino. Moschino. Bjorn was a very cute gentleman, oh. uh, <laughs> but and it it is kind of the the Russian join method, except and you're not looping the two yarns together. You're just basically taking the new yarn and you know sort of sticking it in to the end of the old yarn, if that makes sense, with the, with a okay. needle. You know, you're, with, you're, th you're threading, you thread a tape, tapestry needle. A tapestry needle. With okay. the new yarn. And then you take that and you just kind of shove that needle like through the end and like into the tube of like, the old like yarn. Like feeding a worm. Like if you're like, feeding yes. a worm, like right, yes. straight down the gullet. And, you know, you know, you go quite a ways and then you kind of pull the needle out. And then so that those two things okay. are kind of stuck together. How, how different is that from the Russian join well it's different. That's kind of what you were doing there yeah except with the russian join you're looping the two you you um you're taking the needle of the yarn and you're putting <clears throat> putting it into itself to make a loop with this one you're just taking you know one into the other 
And okay. so that okay. so the new yarn basically, you know, goes into um, you know, like like you're threading something into the tube. Okay. And okay. and then once again, I think you know, like 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 everything good in knitting, if if you have a stickier yarn, it's going to work better. But I I think he was using an acrylic yarn in this video, that, and it was like this this shawl project that was kind of like a temperature bracelet, like it changed colors like every two or three rows or something crazy. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. probably worth looking into and and trying to see if it works with that right. yarn. Because if it did, I think it would probably be the neatest way to do it. Okay, okay. And well, then you just don't have to go. worry about any of those damn ends. Which right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what a joy that would be! Awesome. Yes. Well, um, were there any other ways that we that that you thought of or that you oh, came up with? There was one other method that. Oh well. It, there's, well, two things. Um, number one, the the most easy is if you're working on a garment that happens to be seamed, then you know always change. If you and if you're working on a garment that is not in the round, always ch- change yarn. You know, yeah. at the end of the row, right? Like when you're knitting in the round, you can't do that. But right. And so, if it's something that is seamed, just leave a really really long tail. And then you can use that for um, seaming. And then the other one I bu- I saw that was new to me was kind of a combination of the spit splice and the Russian splice, or in the <clears throat> and the Russian join. <coughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Okay, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so how it worked was. Instead of you, you do the Russian join where you're kind of looping them, but instead of threading them with a tapestry needle onto themselves, you're basically mm-hmm. doing the splicing method. So you're 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 spitting on the end. Okay. You make a loop, and then you kind of rub rub that yarn, that end of that yarn together with a you know, with another place in the yarn further up. So you've okay. created a loop, and then you've created a loop in the other way. So, oh, okay, okay. But I'm thinking, Very well, good. if you do that, you might as well just do a regular spit splice. But, but I guess maybe that True. seems more. I guess that works if you're changing color. Okay, that would right. make sense. That that would right. work if you're changing color. Right. How about um, you know the weaving in part of it? You know, you, do you do a lot of duplicate stitch? I only do duplicate stitch. Okay, you only do. Duplicate <laughs> well, stitch. and and really, that's because of. The master knitting program okay because duplicate That's... stitch is the only thing acceptable in really? the master knitting yes okay. so for those of you that don't know what duplicate stitch is what you are doing on the back now there is a duplicate stitch that we do for applique and for decorative work that's on the outside of the garment or or piece whatever you're knitting but for weaving in duplicate stitch is on the inside and you're basically, and then on Stockinet, it's it's usually pretty easy to to figure out. There's some good videos that we'll give you links to, mm-hmm. but you're just following the the path of the yarn, and and going directly, you know, so that um, it has the greatest elasticity mm-hmm. and it's the least visible of any sort of weaving in you can do. Right. And and it takes a while. You know, it took me a while to really get good at it and. On a lot of my level one um, submissions for the master's program, you know, there were some of my swatches that that I had some 
comments about that I needed to to improve because for some reason I thought I was doing the duplicate but I was really kind of following some other path and not really the path of the yarn I was supposed to you know now I feel I feel real confident about it I kind of on stocking that I can do it and and not get confused anymore on the garter side on the garter side on the the, the pearl side side. yes is you mentioned that there is a way to do it on the on the outside to applique or to kind of make a a pattern. I watched Anna Knitter do that. She made an A on a sweater and she did it by duplicate stitch. And I remember thinking at the time, well, how, how does that make, you know, (laughs) and, and I did not realize that, that there is a different duplicate stitch that you do on the outside that actually makes it visible. And you could actually right. make like a pattern or something on it. Right. That's interesting. And you are, you know, yeah. essentially just duplicating the stitch. And it really is kind of the same thing that you do with the weaving in. It's just okay. um, when you're doing it to weave in, you're kind of doing it, you're following the path of the yarn, but you're kind of, you're going behind the yarn that is being seen from the outside um, okay. when you're doing the weaving in. When you're yeah. doing the duplicate switch on the outside, you're you're following the path of the yarn, but you're going on top of it so that it's visible, if that makes sense. But it really is the same thing. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, And then also... um, Now, you had a method for cotton, right? Didn't you... Didn't you find a method you said for cotton? I've already kind of mentioned that. Just that that was just that was the uh, the way of weaving in. You know, that was the tying it together after you weave it in. That's that. Uh, I just kind of mentioned that it was that um, very pink video about if you have a slipper yarn after you've woven it in, then you go ahead and you oh, take okay. the ties apart and you tie it. Oh, okay. Um, you know the other ways of weaving in that I know about is um you know doing it kind of you know like vertically uh when like you said always try to do it near a seam or toward the edge is the best way to do it and um vertically uh what i've seen is always be at least one stitch in from the edge and then you barber pull it you know um it kind of goes down or up in a barber pull and then you do a duplicate stitch and then you kind of go back up in the opposite direction Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the barber pole kind of works. It's sort of the duplicate stitch method for ribbing. Ribbing. Yeah. And that's pretty easy. Right. And it can also be, I think, I think, uh, seaming is what I read or or doing it into the seam. It can be done that way. And then also zigzagging. Yeah. I've heard of zigzagging and I've actually, in the, in the master knitter program, they, they pretty, it's, they're pretty emphatic about saying you want to avoid weaving in near a seam. Because you really? don't, yeah, you don't want your seam to look any bulkier, any bulkier. than it okay. needs to, yeah. Okay. So, so essentially, if you're weaving in, you you want to go away from the seam, and, okay. and and you weave in, you know, like say with duplicate stitch, you only d- duplicate about you know four or five stitches, you don't right. go very far. And you told me at one point that you always toward the end of the duplicate stitch that you go through through a yes. yarn yes. and that really holds it. I thought yeah. that was really smart to do. Right. And then once again, something. you know, back to the sticky natural fiber, non-superwash yarns, they're yeah. just going to do a better job because they are going to stick to each other. And then right. leaving, um, I, I know I, I heard the Yarniacs talking about this one time on a podcast where they said they leave like pretty long uh, tails at, in the back, like like an mm-hmm. inch long so that they don't okay. peek through like we talked about. 
I don't I don't leave them that long. I, I'll but I'll leave them maybe a half to a quarter of an inch, okay. and then I'll kind of spread out the plies. Okay. To once again, yeah, make it harder for it to try to slip slip to back slip through back the out. yarn and 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 show through on the other side. Okay, gotcha. And then of of course I I you know. So this this is not master master knitting <laughs> worthy, but you know you can also just kind of um, in the past and and I did see people doing this on videos etc and talking about it to go horizontally or vertically or diagonally you can do it to yes. you know fix holes there's yes. also something called darning it's kind of called darning and just you're going through the pearl bumps on the back side right. and you can go through horizontally vertically or and that's what that's what I did for many many years until I I you know started the master's thing last year and you know I had to I thought I was doing duplicate stitch and I really wasn't I was just I was just kind of weaving in and out of the pearl bumps whenever I kind of felt like and you know the reality is I thought that worked just fine I know, I know. Um, but but I will I will say that, that now that I have mastered the duplicate stitch, it, it does look better and it is a little bit more elastic. Secure. And so depending on what you're doing, uh, you know, it's probably better. But I think the old right. just kind of, you know, weave it in kind of whatever seems to work right on the back is, is fine also. It's just fine, yeah. And and when, you, when you're fairly new and you, you see some holes in your work that you need to kind of cover up, that can that can work a treat yes <laughs> oh. really take care of some unsightly holes yes so yes um let's see here and also just kind of um what else did I find um oh some general tips for weaving in like a pro I think we've kind of mentioned some of them already you know it um should always be invisible on the right side um uh, let's see well that's the other thing work. is like to as you're doing it turn turn the work over and make and, sure and make sure what I do is yeah. when I actually have the needle in I I'll just maybe take a peek and I can I see the needle and I know if I can see the oh, needle true. then I'm going to be able to see the yarn so then I'll back good it point. out yeah good point and then there should be no distortion of fabric the tension right. should really mimic the stitch right and that's where I think tension. the duplicate stitch that's why it's sort yeah. of deemed the the correct way is that it does help maintain that okay and um, always try to weave in at least one stitch away from the edges so that it doesn't distort your edges or come loose right. on the edges. And um, I found, but you're saying this isn't necessarily true, but always try, you know, first choice should be to weave into a seam when possible. But that's not really what the master yeah, knows say. I'm, I'm really surprised um, at that. Okay. And um, like, where did you hear that? I'm curious. Do you remember? Well... I mean, I do have, um, not that I'm a master knitter, but I do have, I did take that class um, with you. I thought that I saw something. It, it couldn't have come from there. Um, Might have been on just um, a blog or, I'll look for it. Okay. I'll look for yeah, it. I'm just, I'm just okay. curious because I, I had, I had, I don't think I've ever heard that. Okay. Um, so I've just to be curious as to, you know, like th- maybe there's a reason that that right. that they're suggesting that. You know, the right. other thing that occurred to me because I was really, I was really a little surprised at all the nodding, right. <laughs> joining right. things like YouTube videos, that 
I would really recommend, I know that, you know, we're all very dependent on the internet these days, Mm -hmm. and it is really helpful to be able to see somebody do some of these knitting techniques. But I would also encourage people to invest in some good knitting reference books. Right. And and once again, for me, because of this master's thing, you know, I've accumulated, you know, quite a library of, of references. But I but I think you get maybe some better tried and true information and not just, you know, true. In some True. cases, like whoever decided to make a YouTube video telling you. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, in, yeah. investigate, um, investigate some of those. And, and some of these books, you know, like we've talked in, in the past about the, the June um, Hemmons Hyatt book. Yeah. And now the Bible. <laughs> yeah. She, her stuff is, it's almost a little bit too much information that it's so convoluted to try to interpret yes. what she's trying to tell you sometimes. But, but there's some and, other good resources out there. And it also, I think, um, it depends on how you learn as well. I, 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 I've often said that if this was still, you know, the reason why I never um, learned to knit really when I was younger was because it, I can't read a book. I can't look at a picture and figure out what they're doing. I mean, um, and I still find that even when I have the books, but I don't really look at them very much because for some reason, my learning style, I just can't. I can't see from a static picture what they're doing, and I can't understand. Um, I, I, it's hard for me. Maybe you know that I'm sure that there are some books out there that could maybe reach me. But I find that if I can watch them doing it, I can slow it down. That it makes more sense than seeing static pictures in a row. It, it I think it really depends back. on the book because I, I, I have I've had to review in for level two. I've had to review four different books. Yeah, and. A couple of the books that I chose to review, one in particular, had such good pictures that I have never seen a, a book that in some ways, to me, the book was better than watching a video. Because really? in the video, you kind of have to, you know, the video keeps going, right? And unless you're pressing pause or whatever, mm-hmm. that this book was so good that I was really impressed. And then I just reviewed another book the other day on some finishing techniques where I thought that the, 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 the photographs were very good, but I, but I agree okay. with you. There are, I do yeah. have some where I look at the picture and I just have, or the, and sometimes it's an illustration and I have like yeah. no clue what they're doing. You really just can't figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's so, my problem. Yeah. Maybe in the future we'll talk about, maybe we'll do an episode about different books. That's, that might be interesting. That is a great idea. That is a really great idea. And, and then, um, you know, I know that the master knitters, they want you to do it a certain way, but you know, I, I think sometimes in, in making things, I mean, sometimes you just have to find what works for you. And they're really, I, I don't think that there can be a right or wrong way to do something. I mean, if, you know, there may be a better way, but I think sometimes when, you know, if, if it's too structured and, and it's too much like this is how you have to right, do it. And right. If you don't do it this way, it's wrong. It takes the joy out of things a little bit. Well, and there, you know, unless you're in the master knitting program, yeah, right. there is That's no, different. there is no yeah. knitting police. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like nobody gonna is going to come and, you know, <laughs> so we want you to always be brave and yeah, like, yes, do what absolutely. you can to, to get it done and to have yes. fun with it. Exactly. I agree with you. 
Um, but I'm just looking through my tips here if there's anything else. Oh, I, I found one other. Um, somebody said that they always, you know, when they leave, a, you know, some ends at the, you know, after weaving in, they always wash the item before they ever cut off the ends just to oh, make sure. Like, that's a good tip. Yeah. I think that that's a good tip. Yeah. Um, make sure you're, you don't need that extra, extra space. So um, have we covered it, do you think? I think so. Okay. Well, how about, did we have some announcements? I know that you... Yes, um, yes. Yes, we're, we're doing a giveaway. So you go ahead and tell we're, about we're that. We're doing a giveaway. giveaway. And, um, but first I want to thank everybody for responding really enthusiastically to our sock episode, which uh, oh, our, so nice. our podcast provider gives us statistics, all kinds of different statistics about our episodes. And it, the socks episode, much to my surprise, broke a record for seven day downloads. It's like the highest oh number we've gosh. ever had. And I thought, Oh, that okay. So awesome. Who knew that people would be so excited about socks? But apparently <laughs> they are. That's awesome. And, and we are still running our giveaway from Jilly and Kittles has gifted us the beautiful fancy sock yarn in the, oh, oh, what was the name of the colorway? Was it blush? Bashful. Bashful. Okay. Bashful, which is kind of a pretty variegated pinky peachy color. And so what we want you to do is make a comment about what you want to hear us do on the on the on the podcast yeah absolutely and you can email email us at bee brave knitting at gmail.com or you can find us on instagram at the same name bee be brave knitting or on facebook or the ravelry group or email us so um you have until the end of the month at the end of this month at, for the, in the June first episode, we will announce who the winner of that skein of yarn is. So we'd love okay. to hear from you. So, so through, would you say May thirty first at? Well, midnight? I'd say May thirty first, except that uh, B and I are probably going to record oh. a few days earlier. So let's okay. make it like the twenty eighth, probably. Okay, let's <laughs> say May twenty eighth. So give you know, so so respond on one of our social media. Right. platforms and and give us an idea of what you would like to hear us talk about and you will be entered to win that beautiful Jillian Kittles skein. Yeah. Awesome. Exciting. Yes, very exciting. And speaking of, you know, uh, different ideas for what we do in the future, we were kind of wondering if anyone out there would be interested in us starting a knit along, you know, finding a pattern, finding the yarn, and then over a period of time, you know, just kind of going through the pattern and, you know, talking about it and uh, troubleshooting and, on something. and all that. Troubleshooting, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so tell us, you know, I guess we could have some comments, you know, about that as well. Just what you think about that idea, if that's good or bad, or if you'd want to join in or not on something like that. So that's good. And um, I also wanted to do a shout out to, I I don't know how to pronounce it, maybe Pernille um, in Denmark. She had written us a really nice message on Instagram late January and I missed it. I totally missed it. Um, But I saw it today and I answered her. So thank you so much for listening in Denmark. And thank you for your really kind comment. We appreciate it so much. And we appreciate anyone, everyone who who um, messages us or um, emails us or contacts us in any way. We just love to have interaction with you all. Yep. 
Very good. So we are on to our rave and fave. Are we? How about you? I what will, are you raving and faving about? I will rave about some lovely 100% wool, <laughs> non-superwash, Brooklyn Tweed Arbor, which is a DK weight yarn that I'm using now, um, doing my vest project for my level two masters, in a colorway called Norway, which is really gorgeous. It's a very, very pale kind of bluish gray, grayish blue. Ooh, it sounds beautiful. But uh, really pretty, and it's American Targi. Okay, and I had to write down what American Targi was here. But um, Targi are from Montana and South Dakota. They're fine wool with the softness of Merino. Uh, they have Merino ancestry. Um, but with the durability enhanced by additional long wood genetics, long wool genetics. Um, it has an elastic quality that combined with worsted spinning produces plush and dense yet sturdy fabrics uh, suitable for next to skin. So I have been enjoying knitting with that. So that's my big rave um, Oh, and I, I guess at the same time, I, I wanted to, to mention Brooklyn Tweed, because during this pandemic, they have had this program called Apart Together, where they really wanted to try to help support local yarn shops that might not be open during this time. So they had this program where you could order directly from them, and you could apply up to a 30% discount. So... Um, so if you took the 30% discount, they would still designate 5% of the oh, purchase wow. price to your local yarn shop. If you, nice. if you chose to pay full price, they would give 30% to your local yarn shop. And so if you, and if you wanted a 20% discount, you know, they would give 10%. So that program I'm told is going through May 15th. So by the time Wonderful. you hear this, it'll be over. However, you know maybe still they, need kudos. Maybe for that. yeah, maybe they'll continue. Um, yeah. But but yeah, uh, thank you to to Brooklyn Tweed and and yeah and and actually you could even buy the stuff from your local yarn shop and and get this discount too. Oh, um, okay. The, for the yarn shops that were open, like in my case, I got this from McKinney Knittery, and and they they weren't open, but they were mailing, and so I I talked to the the owner on the phone and and she picked out the, the helped me pick out the color over the phone and then she sent it to me and it was all good so wonderful yay wonderful. for Bro brooklyn tweed yeah absolutely yay for brooklyn tweed okay i guess my raven fave this time i i guess i've you know i've had a little bit of low knitting mojo for for a while and i'm kind of getting it back right now i'm getting my mojo back and um, I've, I just found like an article, um, it was through Lovecrafts, I guess they have a Star Maker Award, and there was a blogger article by Vicki from Yorkshire, she's Sustainability on Instagram, and she just had an article on 10 reasons that making makes her happy. And I just thought that it, you know, kind of, um, I don't know, I, I just, I, I liked what she had to say. It kind of, she said that knitting encourages her to slow down. And isn't that the truth? I mean, I feel like during yeah. this time period, I've been a little bit kind of, I don't know, frazzled and not really, you know, methodical. And it kind of does. It slows you down and makes you methodically think about what you're doing. 
and you know it's it's a little bit of self care it's just you know like taking you know it's taking care of yourself it's allowing yourself yourself to do something um you know that you want to do i mean you know for for you know a while i was kind of feeling like you know it's all it's almost going to be 100 degrees in texas for the next six months do i really need to be spending time working with wool you know is that really what i should do but yes i should you know because i enjoy doing it and i missed doing it and so I think that that's very important. And then also the feeling of achievement, because, you know, some of these days, um, you know, I don't feel like I, I accomplish all that much. I mean, you know, I'm not really leaving home. So, you know, I, I just don't feel like, you know, what did I accomplish today? And it really does, you know, if you can look at something that you've done and, you know, this, you know, I've, I've, I've done, yeah. you know, this many inches of, of this pattern and I can see what I've accomplished. It does. It's, it's just kind of a fulfilling thing. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that article and um yes there okay, you go how cool. about how about you do you have a misbehave this time uh, surprisingly because I always have lots of misbehaves <laughs> I haven't really had anything major a couple nights ago when I was working on this vest I I came across an error in the pattern and now the pattern is oh. eight years old and there are 20 some Ravelry projects. So when I came to this point in the pattern, I thought, like, what am I reading wrong here? This can't be right. That I, I went back and I, you know, I have an updated version of the pattern. I looked for an errata. I went and I looked at all the projects on Ravelry to see if somebody else, you know, might have commented and said, oh, hey, on, you know, row such and such, there's an error. And I, I couldn't find one. So, hmm. I figured out what I probably needed to do to make it work because okay. it's in, it's it, it, the problem was like in the middle of a cable and in the middle of this project where you're it's turning into a v-neck and so I'm, I'm pretty sure what I did was right and the pattern is wrong so I I messaged okay. the um, I messaged the designer so that so that they know oh, and that they can maybe revise it for somebody in the future. Because, I mean, it literally would not work the way it was written. So Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad that you found that. Yeah. Um, my misbehave today kind of goes along with what we've been talking about this about here. This has happened to me more times than I would like to even um, admit. You buy an expensive skein of wool. You pay top dollar for it. You start knitting it. You're going along, and all of a sudden, there's a knot in it. I mean, they've actually attached two skeins of yarn in your brand new skein of yarn. Have, has that happened to you? Well, it has, except, you know, I'm like kind of a weird person who likes to ball their own yarn, and that oh, okay. that's, that's one right. of the reasons is to find um, out what's happening. You know, people call it like the first date with the yarn, but you, you kind of get to know the yarn so that... Okay. And a lot of times it's not like they're putting together two skeins. It's just there there are some yarns. And I know, I, I, I forget what I was knitting recently, but I was using several different colors. And every color, there there was a knot in the almost dead center. So I think that's just the way they put their yarn together, that they didn't have runs that were... 400 okay. yards they happen to be 200 yards and they right. were not it so right but it is yeah well, it is just, really annoying when you're doing it and you're not expecting it 
and you're not expecting it. And up up until this point, I mean, I've just knitted through it. I'm just like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> what do you do? Uh, but I had found uh, a video and I think it was, again, very pink knits. Um, this time I just found so much with her. And she was talking about that, how it's such a bummer when that happens. And that really you shouldn't. You shouldn't be like me and just continue knitting. You really do <laughs> need to cut out that that knot and do either the slip knot join or throwing it over a split splice if it's a you know a nice wool animal fiber right type of thing and just do it right and maybe if you can gauge uh the best place to do it you know maybe you're gonna have to waste a little yarn right. you know to, to do it but to to really think it through and not just knit through it and say that's the way it is <laughs> so I mean I guess that that would be my save watching that video you know she was like no Anne, don't do that you, you just you, you know you paid good money for this yarn so you need to cut that knot right. out and do the right thing so yeah I know it, it hasn't happened to me and it certainly hasn't happened to me recently but I know that I have heard horror stories from people who have bought yarn and you know they've encountered like two or three or four yeah. knots mm-hmm. in and I, you know, knock on wood, I have never, I have never experienced like more than more than one. In a, and in, and it's pretty rare that I have encountered that recently. So, okay, you see, it has, it's happened to me quite a bit. That's I mean, when I saw her video on that, I was like, Oh, yeah, is it happening That's with that acrylic something. yarn that you're using? No, absolutely not. It's not. not with that. Okay, That's it has interesting. not happened with that. It's mostly with expensive stuff huh. that yeah, you would think would be, you know, you want it to be perfect because right. you paid so much money for it. But right. I guess that, you know, we... But we it's handmade in, in that world. case. And yeah. Get world, yeah. And I guess at, at this point in time, we or don't really want somebody spit splicing it together for us. <laughs> We're better <laughs> off doing it ourselves, right? How about you? Do you have a save today? No, my save was really just... when oh, you just fixing when, that. When you of encounter course. an air, just yeah, tell the... Uh, designer or whoever's yeah. publishing the, the pattern but, but I agree I, I agree with you yeah but I do have a crepe I'm really excited about and you'll be shocked yeah. to know what this is because okay. as you know I, I really I generally don't knit triangle or triangles I don't knit rectangles right I like knitting garments <laughs> right. and not. fancy yeah. things I have never I've, I've made a baby blanket but generally I don't like do afghans and and simple right. flat things but I saw a challenge I like a challenge I saw this afghan I, and I think I saw it on a just you know one of the many groups I'm on on Facebook that have to do with knitting where somebody posted a picture of the hue h-u-e shift afghan Ooh. and it is a pattern that several years old um, it was a kit that was put together by Knit Picks. Knit Picks still sells the pattern. And when you, we'll, we'll give you a link to this. When you go there to buy the pattern, this page kind of pops up at the bottom of your screen where they 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 kind of pre-select a, a kit for you. So you can actually buy the yarn and, and they're using, a you know, some of their very inexpensive yarn. And this, mm-hmm. it's just such a cool pattern. And, you know, I uh-huh. like color and this pattern uses 11 different colors and the way that these colors sort of come together it creates like this very cool looking very modern plaid Mm -hmm. effect I think one of the reasons I don't like afghans is when I think of afghans I think of like you know somebody's great grandmother's 
ugly crocheted flower <laughs> afghan, and I just think those are so ugly. They can be very beautiful. Sorry, they can be very beautiful. Those of you that like that that granny <laughs> granny square thing, square stuff. I, I yeah. just I just don't. This is to me very cool and very modern looking, and I just I have to make it. Now I don't think I want to make it with the inexpensive because this what was great about this thing on knit picks though is you could get the pattern in the yarn for like under 30 bucks are you kidding yeah so so you know it's they're very inexpensive very colorful yarns that come in all these different colors yeah so it it would be a fun project to do you know very inexpensively I think I would like to do one in a better quality I I think it would be fun to do one in like a 50 50 cotton wool and, oh, you know, okay. to actually, you know, use on my living room couch or whatever. But anyway, I am very excited about the Hue Shift Afghan, and I'm going to have to somehow make room for it in my queue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And is that, how did they do plaid? Is that color work? Is that in charge? I mean, how does that affect? I, no, I, I think, I and I'm not 100% certain because I, <clears throat> I haven't made it yet. I right. think you're only using one color at a time. I don't think it's, it's oh. there's any actual real color work involved here. Okay. It's just very interesting the way they have the the colors coming together in the pattern. It, it very hard to describe on a audio podcast, but okay. but very cool where they kind of um yeah, you you go through all 11 colors and you so you knit with one and then you knit with like the next kind of two maybe the other row or how, I'm not sure exactly how it works. And then you knit with the next one. And then, so you're always kind of interspersing these. It's, okay. it's, it's very cool. Very interesting. Very geometric. very cool. Very mathy Ooh. also. Oh, that'll be great for your family. Yes. Yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> That's really cool. Okay. Well, what are you I craving? am craving. I got um, an email from Wool and the gang and Ooh. they have kits for, I love this. For knitted loungewear. I mean, oh, like, boy. talk about knitting something that you're probably going to wear around this time. Um, it's all intermediate level stuff because they have beginner, intermediate, and then, you know, more difficult. Uh, they have the sole power pants, which are um, <laughs> really cute sweatpants. The kit is $181, but Ooh. that comes with everything that you need. I know, yes. Uh, but if you. <laughs> then be you some nice sweatpants. <laughs> nice sweatpants. But if you, you don't have to buy the kit if you have the needles already that they're requiring so you know you don't have to buy everything from them or you may want to use your own yarn uh, they also have the heartbreaker shorts they're kind of these I probably wouldn't wear them because they're like little short you know like little sweatpants shorts but they're really super cute they're $68.50 for the kit and um, it does say that it requires some crochet which is a problem Uh-oh. for you yeah. and I but um, you know I kind of looked at it and I you know Know, to me, I, it didn't look like it would require much. Maybe they're just making one of those chains or whatever. Oh, that could be right. To do with like you know um, how how you connect it or something in the front. You know, like the or maybe there's uh, a provisional tie. cast on or something. Oh, that could be. That could be. And then um, they also have the blackout hoodie, which is seriously cute. I mean, I may have to do the blackout hoodie for sure. It looks just like a sweatshirt hoodie sweatshirt. Oh but wow! It's, you know, I knitted. love hoodie sweatshirts. I might have to look at that. I do too. One hundred and thirty-five dollars. For that one and it did have just a little crochet but you might be right it might just be the provisional cast on so um, I just thought that that was really cute and that was really you know thinking about what would really sell right now I think that was pretty good timing on their part so 
There you go. Is that it? <laughs> I think that is it. All right. All right. Well, um, Linda, we'll see you next time with B. Yes, B. Who's a B? B and I are going to be talking about short rows next time. So, yes, get and ready for that. Gonna, yeah, yeah, I cannot wait for that. I can't wait to hear you two together. So, all right, until next time, be, be brave. brave. Thanks for listening. If you'd like more information, check out Brave Knitting at Facebook or Ravelry Group. You can also find us on Instagram at BEE Brave Knitting and email us at BEE Brave Knitting at gmail.com.